good, family? Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of Grits in the City podcast, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm your girl, Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. Bet. So we're back up in the place. How you feeling? We've been on a little bit of a break. You know, the weather is changing. It's getting nice outside. How you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I've been going through it, y'all, for the last two weeks. Mm. You know, but, you know, that's that's a non-disclosure right now. <laughs> to further notice, to further notice, but Girl. it's been crazy. I had I went to the Roots picnic and okay. almost died. So, uh, I got almost a, died. I, yeah, I had a I got a bloody knee. It's still mm. a little fucked up. You know, it was a stampede and shit. People thought it was shooting. And when one black person run, everybody fucking right. run. So, <laughs> shit, I, I'm not even in shape. I was gone. So I wasn't even tired. I was running so quick. And I wasn't even fucking tired. I was surprised. But, you know. See, black people crazy. be ready. We be ready to jump black out them blocks ready. like track star. We be like, like oh. Some going on, somebody looking suspicious. Let me Shit. go ahead and raise up out of here. For real. So you were in a full blown stampede. Yes, they done mm-hmm. I done toppled over my homegirl a little short ass. And then somebody toppled on top of me and just ran right ac- on top of my ass. And I got back up and I was gone. I Yikes. was gone. It was crazy. <laughs> that's some crazy, crazy shit. I guess that's the risk that you take when you go to festivals, but, Mm. and it's festival season. I mean, they just had Roots Picnic was this weekend. They had Governor's Ball. So it's so much stuff going on. So yeah, they had a polo classic shit. Yeah. The, the Vivo All the bougie cla- people. Vivo Click It, I I think it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? I was thinking, you know, and I know this is random, but I just was thinking and I don't know. But something that grinds my gears, you like people that wear color contacts, uh, grown ass people. I think it's, you know, that's so 2000. Right. You know, it, it, I just thought about it randomly. I saw a grown ass person uh, wearing contacts. This How week. you know it wasn't real? Because they're a celebrity. And I know that it was for a look. It was a celebrity. It was for a look. I, I ain't gonna go in on my girl. But you know, uh grown people wearing contact lenses, like mm. that's very two thousand. Like I remember like when I was a kid, when it was like a fad and trend. It's a damn we, shame. We was running around with uh, with brown uh contacts and I think we were purchasing them from like the beauty salon store. Mm. Yeah, my eyes could have fallen out, but that's a damn shame. It's 2019. We too woke for that. We too woke for we color be, contacts. We can't be wearing color contacts. I know that we may want to switch it up on a red carpet. I don't know, maybe for like a, a photo shoot look, but come on. Mm-mm. Color contacts. That's a damn shame. Alrighty. So um what you gonna pour it up? Drink up to this week. Okay, so for pour it up this week, I am Gonna toast to actually, um, I attended the Hot 97 Summer Jam this weekend. It was a really great show, really good lineup. And luckily, there was no drama that popped off. And I've definitely attended one of these before when some drama popped off. But um, it was pretty low key, except for the little rainy intermission that they had. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that they so- show so much love to all the women in hip hop this year. Not all of them, but like, it's just even more like indicatory of like 
of where we are right now and just like how the industry and just how the landscape is changing. But I want to give a shout out to them because, I mean, City Girls performed, mm. Meg the Stallion performed, and she's a newcomer. Uh, Melly out of Harlem, uh, Cash Doll out of Detroit performed. They had Cardi, and then Migos uh, Quavo, he brought his girlfriend on stage too. Oh, she can't. So she can rap. That girl can't rap. <laughs> She's cute. She's a really pretty How girl. How was uh, City Girls? Because she performed at uh, The Roots and she was terrible. Okay. Well, her ass was on stage for 10 minutes and she, she was twerking. She did one little twerk and her ass got right off stage. I think that they all had a pretty quick show, I'm going to say. Like mm-hmm. all the girls, they went on like at the beginning. Cardi was the headliner. Mm-hmm. So naturally, she closed the show. Was she good? Yeah, she um she was. I mean, she her, you know what? It's so crazy. I just remember a year or two ago, you know, when she first really started performing and stuff like that. And it's just like the transition that she's made. She's really become like a hell of a performer. She's like taking her craft seriously. So, yeah, the fans loved it. It was a really good show. She brought out um she brought out Billy Ray Cyrus and, uh, and Nas X oh, I for like uh, Old Town Road. Yep. So, I mean, she she definitely did her thing. Mm, Billy Very Ray. proud of Cardi. I, I fuck with Billy Ray. He didn't get his daughter, though, but I fuck with him. Right, right. Well, I, you know what? Like I said, I'm, I'm fucking with Hot just because they show so much love, and it was a really good show. Love the lineup. I mean, everybody from Meek Mill to Migos. Uh, I saw uh, A Boogie with the hoodie. So it just was a really good lineup of, like, solid, you know, hip-hop good. roster. I bet all the real niggas was there. Mm, yeah. Could have caught me a little hood bay. Uh, not everybody there was like hood, mm, you know. I, know, I think Summer Jam gets a bad rep, but literally everybody always thinks that it's nothing but kids there, but actually it's a whole bunch of grown people that just want to see the show too. You sure they was grown? Cause these kids look older. They look older than they what they really grown, do. girl. And shout out to my plug who got me in the, the club 97 section. So it was definitely a dope experience. And I mean, it was 50,000 people in there strong, like yes. literally all the way to the top. So dope, dope. So I'm pouring up to that. And then I was going to pour up also to uh, the Netflix docuseries that actually dropped when they see us. Um, You know, that's new on Netflix. And I think that's something that we should all be watching. Uh, Basically, it's the story of the Central Parker, uh, the Central Park jogger case from 1989, where, you know, a Caucasian woman was raped in the park and, you know, five young Boys of color were convicted of this crime, uh, even though that they were innocent. So um, I think that's really important for us to watch right about now. I feel you. That's going to definitely get some awards. Mm. Definitely. I want to drink it up to a guy named Bertani Faustin. Um, this guy is a, he's a Brooklyn Bertani. native. Bertani, Black. my bad. Faustin. And um, this is a BK slash native, and he's also from Haiti. So this story, like, I ran across this story on Facebook. This is a black guy who he got married, and he was trying to make his way to California. And he ended up stopping in Oregon, Mm. and he ended up creating his own winery. And it was just such a random story. Like, he started his own winery because his in-laws, they had a farm, and they had grapes. And they were just having the grapes and having a farm just for tax purposes. Hmm. But he thought outside the box. He was like, you know what? I'm going to be bigger. I'm going to create this whole winery. And he's the first black man 
in Oregon to own uh, a winery to have uh, to be a winemaker. Oh, wow! So I just want to applaud him. He has different events going on from every month. He, and he has plays brunches. Yeah, it's like winery. a hip hop theme. It's a hip hop wine and chill theme. Oh my god! So it's very dope. He also sells the wine in thirty different states. So if you guys want to support black business, yes, then make sure to Google this guy Bertoni Faustin. Yeah, he's really dope. All right, so let's let's get these drinks and let's pull it up. All righty. All right, so we're going to talk about city finds, and this is a new segment that we're introducing. And so this is just where, you know, as Grits, we're putting you on to cool city finds around the city. It could be retail-related. It could be uh, culinary-related from, you know, good eats to events uh, if you're visiting and you want to know what's going on. So this week, what I am giving a city finds to is actually – it's a retail shop. And I know I've told you about this person, mm-hmm. uh, Tasha, on many occasions. But it is a black retailer in Brooklyn. Her name is Margot. I don't know her last name. But she owns Installation BK. So That's dope. What that is, is it's a vintage boutique. It's in the heart of Bed-Stuy. So it's right by, it's off of Nostrand. Okay. Uh, Nostrand and Halsey, I want to say. So go visit and check her out because, like I said, it's black owned and she has a really great eye. Like she has Mm. she gets some really great finds and she handpicks them. So you can find some really cool, unique stuff. I mean, she has shades. She has like little pins that you can put on your jacket. She finds like just really cool vintage finds that, you know, you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. So um installation brooklyn so if you're in the brooklyn area or you're visiting in new york city uh the new york city area definitely check her out um really cool place and really good finds and it's black owned so is it expensive because no, i don't have time it's 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 a mix of highs and lows okay but i've i've gotten some really great deals i mean i got a, a fly ass leopard coat with the fox trim from there. I've gotten some really cool earrings. Like, she always has, like, top-of-the-line stuff, and she has great taste. So that's okay. important. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, and as far as – I'm going to also give another City Finds um, to an event that's coming up. So if you're visiting and you want to know something to do in the week or two coming up, uh, Grits and Biscuits. Gonna shout out to them, and I know they come from your alma mater. Yeah, Tasha. I was just I was just at Grits and Biscuits in Philly. Yeah, that shit was live, and it was like mostly Philly people, and I can tell a lot of these people that go to HBCUs, but that shit was lit. It was fun, and uh, one of the DJs he went to my college, so shout out to Ron from FAMU, but it was dope. Dope, dope. Well, they actually have the Grits and Biscuits block party that's coming up in New York City. That's going to be actually June 15th. So if you're in the New York City area, you want something to do, you're going to be around, this may be a perfect matchup for you because what they do is it's a really lively, good time. They play a lot of Southern and trap music. It's so fun. A lot of like working professionals and stuff like that and just a mix of people. So if you're coming through, you could buy tickets online. You have mm. to purchase the ticket through Live Nation. Shit, it's and it, expensive. Yep, 
it you know get your coins ready i want to say the tickets are between 40 and 50 dollars no they're 35 and i want to say it's a 15 dollar processing fee so expect to spend about 50 dollars but for the block party they typically have performances they do trina came one year right the last one i went to i actually saw jeezy who i love he performed yes i saw jeezy that year i saw bum b that year mm. it was like three of I them saw, and they, they had wale too they had wale one year so i saw all of them waka uh jeezy who i love and juvenile and, and, and I, yeah they be having some shit they do be having some good it performers. was like four of them so yeah so you could so for 50 dollars, i mean that's a good that's a good buy if you can see yeah, all those people yeah that's true you know you could throw that ass in a circle you could turn up with your college friends or with your working professional friends mm-hmm. better turn up all that damn money y'all gonna pay to go yeah. to this damn thing yeah shit. yeah well you gonna see performances so you know check that out so again that's installation bk and that is the Grits and Biscuits block party that is June 15th. All right. So let's bring it to the G code segment. So this week I wanted to give a special code because I'm going through a lot right now with the colonizers. So basically I want you guys out there, especially to the people that are new to New York and or transplants from all over to New York. Um, just when you get to this city, make sure your voice is heard despite living in this loud, busy city. And um, I just want you guys to know that don't let people take advantage of you in any type of way. A lot of people think that a lot of Southerners are gullible to certain things. So just don't let them take advantage of you with that. Um, speak up for yourself at work if you feel like you need a promotion or if you feel like just in general that they're doing you wrong. Speak up, like let your voice be heard with that, like. And even like don't let people at your job or just in general try to intimidate you or try to make you feel dumb just because you're different or you're not from here. Like I have had incidents in the past where, you know, I have a strong southern accent. I can't help this. You know, I can't help that I'm real country. I can't help it. But just because I have this a different dialect doesn't mean that I can't like like read everybody for filth and know my shit about marketing advertising or PR or anything technical. If you feel like you're different, don't let these people try to like make it seem like you're dumb, like stay encouraged, know that you're smart. And also from a salary standpoint, I just feel like, you know, I went to a conference the other week and it says, and they said that black women tend to negotiate our salary the lowest. Hmm. So know your worth, stand up for yourself, know your voice. Always, always negotiate. And that's something that I I think that us people of color, we don't do enough sometimes. One thing that New York taught me, like everything is negotiable. And if you don't ask, guess what? You never will know and you'll never get what you want. Shit, negotiate in the African market on 116th. (laughs) Negotiate those prices down. Right. And in Soho, you know. Yeah, Soho too, shit. For real, dead ass. (laughs) All these places. All right, bet. So that takes us to our Southern Sound Off topic today. And today we're going to discuss an interesting topic. And this is kind of going to piggyback off of my poured up. And you know how I was talking about just hip hop and just, you know, how hot even over last weekend is celebrating, you know, women in hip hop. So this week, our topic is about the start of FMCs in hip hop, as well as its resurgence now. We know hip hop has been around for a long time. And we have definitely seen like an evolution, like since it like first came out, like in the late 80s, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been a predominantly 
male dominated type of industry Mm -hmm. but we've seen you know since since its beginnings we've seen women pioneers you know making their entrance and making their presence felt so some of the first things that we saw in hip-hop like from the beginning um like original MCs Mm -hmm. in the game yeah mc light yep uh, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, Yo Yo, all these ass. different people. And a lot of these women, they were like feminists. Like they came in the game saying, "Hey, you're not gonna talk to me this U-N-I-T-Y. way." U-N-I-T-Y. Like we want equality, like as women. And it's different from these days. Well, these girls, I, I, these days I mean, diff- the narrative was definitely a little bit different. It was you more know. woke back in the day. We, but at the same time, we did have those people. Even though we did have like thought leaders like a MC light or a queen. We had people like salt and pepper that was coming into the game, but you had them coming into the game, kind of getting racy. Like, uh, let's talk about sex or I push it. I yeah. mean, push it real good. I mean, what you think that they you was talking that. about? You're right about that. You're right about that. <laughs> it's just, it just lets us know that it's always been many facets in yeah. to hip hop, you know? True. It wasn't just though, just a hardcore feminist, but we've always had that mix of wanting to bring, you know, our sexuality into it. But I think now, I think now, like to what your point that you made, it is definitely very different from what we kind of started with to mm-hmm. like what it's evolved into now. Yeah, it is. Like, what were some of your like first memories of like um, personal experiences, like with hip hop, with female MCs? Yeah, I guess like. I grew up on like who girl Foxy Brown. That was my bitch. Did you? Yeah, Foxy was like literally my when I was young my favorite rapper. She okay. was like my favorite female rapper. I thought she was dope. I like I just like you know I like Drew Hill. So I like that little collab that she did with them. Mm. And I just liked everything about her. And then you know I love Missy. And then when I went to college, you know I went to college in Florida. Uh, shout out to FAMU. But Trina was just the shit, okay? Trina was just, like, my favorite. Like, she's still my favorite uh, female rapper now. Girl, you caught on to her in college? I knew her before, but in college, that's all they play. Like, in Florida, that's mm-hmm. all they play is some fucking Trina. Right. Trina and Kaya. That's right, all they okay. Play. My and neck, look my at, back. And then look back at it was my shit. <laughs> when Trina came out with that, that uh-huh. was my shit. Okay, well, you know what? Interestingly, like, enough... Um, some of my like first personal experiences, like I want to say the first project that I even had, like I heard for, from a, um, a female hip hop, hip hop artist. It was actually Little Kim's Hardcore. Yo, I must have been like, I don't know. I was mad young, though. And mm. like I, I was in elementary and I definitely shouldn't have been listening to the contents of Hardcore because that was like the most explicit thing that I had ever heard. And it really just opened me up to like everything because from that point on, like I loved her. I was like, Ooh, you was fast girl. No, it wasn't even that. It was just like, and even now, you know, we still respect it. It's like to be feminine and to still be sexy and all, and like own all this power and still talk shit Mm -hmm. and, and still be able to hang with the boys I mean, it was all of those things, you know, like from tracks like Big Mama thing, like, you know, no time. Like she she, you know, from the onset, like she was spitting that shit like she is the original. But like from that, from hardcore. I mean, I remember even when I was like in middle school, you talking about Trina. Girl, I remember I had the the baddest bitch album 
And that was like my voicemail ringtone, child. And I, mm. I did get in trouble <laughs> for that. I had that Nokia light up phone. Girl, I didn't have a phone. You had you y'all had money. I didn't have no phone. My you parents know, they wasn't about that life. No, my they they shouldn't have let me have that phone. But um, but yeah. So I mean, I was getting in trouble with that. And I'm I, I mean even even before a little Kim, um, even like No Limit was a big thing yeah. back in the South. So I saw rappers like Mia X. I don't know if you remember. She only had one damn song, girl. She didn't. No, she had a whole she album. She had a whole album, girl. She had a whole know. album, boo. I See, didn't listen. See, if you knew your history, I didn't you, you, you would know that City Girls took uh, I'll Take Your Man. That's a, I know that's her, but right. that's, that's the only song I know. No, she, she, got had a, whole, she had a whole album. Okay. But that lets you know. They took her whole thing and remixed it. Mm. And they've done a couple of tracks where they've remixed something. That was a classic, but... um. But yeah, I just remember Mia, Mia X from No Limit, and um, they had Mercedes on there too. So, you know, I I always like identified with women in hip hop, and I just remember just that first love or that first introduction mm. was Little Kim's Hardcore. They, a lot of these women back in the day, you know, they set trends. As we know, Little Kim, she, yeah, she but was I'm a like of all time, like when you. When you think about women in hip hop, like, do you have like an ultimate person that stands out in your mind as that, that trendsetter? Yeah, Lil Kim, definitely right. like dead ass. Like, Lil Kim started everything, like, like the how the woman dress now. Right, that shit all came from Lil Kim. The wigs, the different hair color wigs, the the hoochie outfit, all of it, all that shit came from Lil Kim. And like I said, you did have some, you know, Salt and Pepper. They were trendsetters in the sense that. You know, they had the big hoops. They had the big uh, rope chains. They was wearing the the, the leotards on stage. Girl, they was pushing it. for back in the day, not now. Yeah, yeah they they <laughs> were. But as far as, like, who set the tone, I'm just saying that even yeah. Little Kim, she got her style a little bit from what they were doing. They were pushing the envelope for, for them at the time. I don't think, I, don't, I mean, I don't really see no, Little Kim. No, 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 no. I mean, no. Get her style from from salt and pepper she didn't get her style but what i'm saying is salt and pepper was first like the first women in hip-hop where you saw like it wasn't just on some conscious stuff it wasn't on no oh, yeah, mc yeah, light yeah. tip you know what i'm saying like women were being like sexy. the words and shit. exactly they were being the lyrics su- they were being yeah. suggestive with their lyrics True. so they're the first people that really kind of gave you that but kim took that and ran with it and made it her own so like today like you know i definitely think as Lil' Kim as the queen mother. I don't care how many women mm-hmm. come in here. Um, you know, when Nikki came in and everybody became her sons, she's actually a son of Lil' Kim because Kim is, she's the mother of it. She she birthed this whole her thing. Her and Foxy, you gotta, you know, her and Foxy was rocking the designers back in the day. Right, but Kim even more so first. Like, Kim was that person because. But didn't they come out the same time? A little bit, and Foxy's a little bit younger than Kim. So Kim birthed her too, like, and then they mm. both out of Brooklyn. So th- they were both out of Brooklyn. Um, they're both trendsetters in their own right. I definitely think Kim is at the top of the list. I think that Foxy is at at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. I think even like Trina, Trina's yeah, cause uh, City Girls shit, they they look like little Trinas. They sound like little fucking Trinas. You know, they are little Trinas. When Trina came out, she was speaking that shit too, unapologetically. You know, Kim spearheaded it and Foxy spearheaded it, but like you know, she took that and she put her own Miami spin on it, and mm-hmm. you know, did her thing. Even even Eve, 
I mean, I know yeah. that Eve was, I think Eve probably had about three or four solo projects that she did. And now she's off. She got a billionaire husband and stuff like that. Even um, in the terms of visuals and telling stories, Missy Elliott, like, oh. you know, she told stories. She created like different types of videos and different types of swags. So a lot of these artists now are, you Singing, know, they're being creative and dancing. Shit. The visual aspect yeah. of it, like she knew how to really like bring like, you mm -hmm. know, bring that visual presentation. Yeah. So, yeah, even Missy um, and obviously Nicki Minaj as well. Yeah, Nicki Minaj did, man. You know, she got them bars. She can really rap. Got <laughs> everybody want to get ass and shit, you know. I mean, is that I mean, is that a a, a good trend? Everybody wanna get fucking yeah. ass. It's not wrong with having ass now. There's nothing wrong with that. But I shit. guess you know, if you want to pump yourself with uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, I, all these rappers, a lot of them sound like fucking Nicki Minaj. Shit, you think so? Because mm. Nicki Minaj sometimes is not even her. A lot of these niggas, these damn folks, sound just like her I ass. I don't think so. Interesting. I mean, and then she brought like dramatics, like Nicki Minaj. You know, she was a theater. Was she? She was with a school for theater. Mm -hmm. So her ass is very dramatic. So she brought that yeah, out. Yeah, she brought speaking in different personalities. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Making it entertaining and shit. Right. Well, she did. She brought that ad to me. That's the aspect that she brought yeah. to it. She made rap entertaining. Yeah. Everybody else up there following her ass, try to sound like her. I, I don't know if I partake with that that thought process i'm like who because all these young rappers these young female rappers because she kind of bid and stole her swag a little bit from kim and claims that she didn't that's not true but she's definitely inspired she was definitely inspired by her because she already said that when she, she first did, came out but then she you know she did a lot of stuff on the back end to where she that don't do even shit. count she didn't do shit she was very disrespectful no she wasn't she didn't do she shit. she went for the queen how you know she went for her she you wasn't there i have never i've never okay. ever heard oh, when okay. she first came out i never heard Nicki minaj say any bad shit about well, her i just know that uh, kim was up there saying that it was behind the scenes or because when they saw each happened. other in person right and, I don't, I and don't see shit. She up right, there. I followed know. Nikki when I first, when this she first came out. This was following them doing a song together and the song was never released. Her thing was, uh, the whole uh, reason behind Kim was that bitter. Beef, no, she wasn't yeah, bitter. She was, she was a hater. No, she's not. You know what? Actually, shit. okay, let's let's time out on that right here. Like, she ain't about to have to beg somebody over. Little Kim kept saying, oh, from you ain't pay homage. Yes, she is. Kim Let said, you, you ain't, what? you supposed to pay homage. She kept saying that shit. Like, literally, okay. Nicki Minaj paid homage okay. so many fucking times okay. when she first came out. So let me out. ask you and this. Kim kept saying, you supposed to pay homage to me. No, you kept, bitch. That's not what happened. She was jealous. Okay, yes, so, it was. Okay, so let's flip exactly the script on happened. this because actually she wasn't. Kim was actually one of the first hip-hop acts like... She brought women together, and no, she didn't. Yeah, she, first, first of all, she Tasha, had drama with Fox. Can I say my point, please? Shit. Can I say my point? Thank you. First of all, they had the ladies' night remix. She got DeBrat. She got Angie Martinez. She got Lisa. No, so she Don't was all shit. about camaraderie. Don't her and shit. Foxy were good at one point. I mean, her and Remy fell out too at one point. But guess what? They squashed it. They're adults. They got over it. People have problems. But my thing about what you're saying is, no, nah, 
Nikki acted the same way when Cardi came into the game. And so she had all these things to say about her. And now young girl is getting all her shine. Whatever. And so if that's the case, let me ask you, why for all those years, when it went silent, why was she the only one? Because all these other women went to no, jail. That's, all these that's bitches not it. went to jail. They went ghosts. They ass went ghosts. They all went to jail. Remy went to jail. Lil Kim went to fucking jail. Trina just uh Trina was still she was she was still going. She dead ass still was going. But the rest of and then five, and then Eve ended up going with that white man. She done married his ass. You know, I would too. I would stop rapping if I had a billionaire, so shit. Okay, so the woman disappeared. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, since we got some of our facts a little bit mixed up, let's talk about some notable moments in female hip-hop history. Okay, so we know that this year, 2019, like most recently, Cardi B is the first female solo artist to win the best rap album, like a Grammy. At the Grammys, like, before her, there have been no other females to win best rap album. So that's something that's really commendable because, I mean, Cardi's doing her thing. She's only been in the game, you know, for a short amount of time. And I'm going to say, I mean, Invasion of Privacy, you know, I know that it, people have all sorts of different opinions about it. Oh, she didn't write it, da 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 She put out a great, solid body of work. And, you know, she was she was acknowledged for it. So, um, so even with that. That's what's up. And then I know uh, before it was uh, the people that person that won a Grammy before was Missy Elliott. She didn't win the album, but she won like a best rap solo performance. I know Lil Kim also won a Grammy for uh, one of her songs. Missy Elliott, she actually has four Grammys uh, to be exact, but she actually won three um, for her rap solo performances. So the first Grammy that Missy Elliott got was for Get Your Freak On, and that was in 01. So, and as well as Little Kim. Little Kim, she sc- uh, scored her first Grammy in collaboration with uh, the the ladies that did uh, Lady Marmalade for the Moulin Rouge sound tr- soundtrack. So she got, uh, sh- they won a group Grammy in 2002 for Lady Marmalade. So, in addition, going to give you some other facts, and these aren't just Grammy-related. Um, actually, first female rapper to get an endorsement deal was Little Kim. Uh, she signed to Wilhelmina Models in 98. So, when we're talking about trendsetters and, you know, who started what and who got the blueprint from who, I mean, Little Kim was doing stuff w- mad long before these girls could even dream of this. You know, Nicki Minaj, when she came in the game, she was snagging endorsements too. But just imagine, that was a different day and age. Like, Kim was popping in the the late 90s, you know, well, early 90s through 2000s. So, like, you know, she was already, like, snagging endorsement deals. I remember seeing her on MAC campaigns. I remember all the top fashion houses wanted to, to dress her, as well as Foxy Brown, too. But... We knew, like, Kim was synonymous with signing those deals and, and, and being friends with fashion designers. So that, in addition, the ladies' night collaboration. You know, we talk about camaraderie and hip-hop and, you know, who didn't like who. But Kim was one of the first people to gather everybody up for, and this was the ladies' night remix 
which was the remix to off of her um, hardcore album to Not Tonight. So she gathered all these women up. So it was Little Kim. It was Angie Martinez, Left Eye and the Brat. Nobody else was doing this at the time. And even in present day, you know, we see people like Cardi doing that now. Somebody that's a big star. They was doing that before. They had they had uh, Nikki with Eve and Trina. Girl, first of all, that was somebody else's song, boo. What are you talking about? We talking about people's records. You don't know. <laughs> you like, you got to stay in your lane right now. We got Foxy and, and Nikki. Girl, bye. <laughs> what songs do you got by Foxy and Nikki? It's on her latest album. Okay, so what's the song? Girl, I haven't listened you don't to know. So, so, so they was stop. hating on her. So ass. stop. But it's a, and, it and is you know a what? Song. It's so funny because she hangs with like she sticks on to Foxy, but you don't see her collaborating with nobody else. And she's been in the game for mad long. Yes, she. You talking about a five star chick remix that wasn't even her song? She was a she was a feature on five star remix, which was Yo Gotti's song. Number two. She does she have do a, features all the time though. That's her style. That's Nikki's style. Why we ain't seen her do no no features with no other women? Cardi yes, she B. has. She done features with other Cardi. With who? Cardi. She definitely has. They and that was so much drama behind that. She didn't even want to give that record up. Yes she did. No she didn't. Yes she did. If you Cardi listen, got mad because she changed her verse. Cardi didn't get mad. First of all, she was already bullying Cardi behind the scenes, saying that she wasn't going to be on records if people that hadn't put in the work, if they were going to be on the record too. She was like, I don't feel like they've earned their spot yet. Girl, you a hater. I'm not a hater. But Nikki is a hater. Nikki is not a hater. And it's more than evident now because for for all them years, why didn't didn't we see them? Like, why couldn't she bridge the gap with somebody else? It was nobody out there. That's not true. That's not true. Name some artists that was out there. That is not true. It was nobody out there. That is not true, Tasha. And you know what it is? It's crazy because that feeds right into what they do with women in the in the hip-hop and in the, the music industry. They pit us against one another, and then they tell us that it really can only be one of us. Meanwhile, men can compete with one another. You know, they could talk their shit on records, and it could be many of them. But with a woman, they pigeonhole us, and then they make us fight each other. You know what that sounds like? Like cockfighting, like, like dogfighting. I mean, that's exactly what happens, because my thing is, like, for all them years, like, why was nobody else, like, prevalent like why couldn't and now we see all this emergence i didn't know any female rappers back in the day other than trina oh well that's sad for you oh who was who was back in the day aside from trina yeah or oh, during nikki's era it was plenty of people who? in Nikki's era who see plenty. you don't even know you don't know see you don't plenty. even know it was nobody plenty. the same girls that nobody. are coming up now they, they was, was during the nikki's area cash doll was during nikki's era yeah Cash I'm going to have to like ask 30. my Detroit friend. I'm gonna have to no. She ain't 30. That bitch said she 24. She's not 30. She did not say she was 24. She said she was in her 20s. She never said she was 30. She might be 29. But this this year, when she was talking about 21st birthday, people looked her up. She's definitely like 29. Uh, and that's cool, too. Like, it's no big deal. <laughs> okay, so before we veer off topic, some other notable moments in uh, hip-hop history. So... In 2005, because you're talking about everybody went away. In 2005, uh, well, let me rewind this. In 2001, Little Kim and Foxy Brown's entourage, they got into a shootout outside of Hot 97. 
And then four years later, little Kim was actually indicted for perjury and she was sentenced to a year and one day in prison. So this was in 2005 and she went to prison because, you know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't snitch on little C's and, you know, luckily they just got cool. You know, I saw that she hosted B.I.G.'s dinner, birthday dinner, and that they were all back together. So that's dope that she could forgive. But she spent a year and a day in jail because she didn't want to roll over on her friend. So that was in 2005. And then in 2008, you know, when we were young adults, let's see, Remy actually, you know, she was convicted of shooting a friend and associate of hers twice uh, over some money. And so that was 2008. And she was sent away for eight years, an eight-year bid. Uh, she she didn't serve all those eight years. She served the majority of it, though. But so these were some, like, notable moments in history that definitely, like, changed, like, the face and just the trajectory of women in hip-hop because, yeah, some of them did kind of get caught up and jammed up you know, with some legal things. And I just feel like these day and age women, like the new day woman, I feel like all they asses talk about the same shit. Mm. They sexualize all these fucking rappers because I feel like that's the only way they can, they can make money and get mainstream is by talking about their vaginas all fucking day and wearing half naked outfits and shit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the back of the day. I mean, it wasn't like that. It was more about creativity. It was about everything. You know, mm-hmm. you can be sexy, but you can be creative. It was like different. It was open. But nowadays, it's just like everybody have to be half naked just to sell some shit. I mean, everybody got to have an ass just to sell some shit. Right. Or everybody got to be dressed up in a leotard on stage or, you know, with they the, the Daisy Dukes. But and, I mean... You know, oddly enough, these are some of, I mean, there are women that are going against the grain and don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's this uh, this one um, femcy that I love out of New Orleans, and she just could never get enough mainstream love, like 3D Not T. And she's talking about some real stuff. And she's not one of these girls that's, you know, she thinks she has body and stuff like that. But she's not one of these women that are going to just sell you sex appeal. She's going to give you some lyricism. But you know what? Oddly enough, you know, it's hard for women like that to break out. You know, I don't know. Like Tierra Wack, she kind of she's dope. She been blowing up lately. Like, you know, she's one of Missy Elliott's. Uh, pro, that's her protege. Okay. But she been like kind of blowing up. A lot of people been, you know, talking about her. So I see her shining. I do as too. emerging artist. I do too. And I don't. And she's probably has a different style. And you know what? When I listen to her work, she sounds like a songwriter too. So sometimes when you have that fluidity about yourself, like you don't feel like you boxed into one thing. But mm-hmm. I do like Tierra's style, and I love her flow actually because her flow it doesn't it doesn't even sound feminine. It sounds it really like don't. it's it like really a don't. unisex flow. And that's why people are, you know, vibing with it because she's spitting and it's like, okay. And she can really rap too. She like, dope. damn. Like she like that's what I'm saying. Like she's a good songwriter too, because you can you can hear it in how she brings her tracks together. So I mean, not everybody has to do it, but I, I do think, you know, for women in music, I feel like, you know, it it's a bureaucracy. Um it's it's politics involved. I do feel like that. I feel like, you know, we're 
we're either pitted against one another, you know, in that whole mentality that it could only be like one queen bitch that's, you know, running it. Like, and like I said, why? When it's multiple men, like, why do we got to be? I think that, I think people don't want to listen to women rap. They think it's boring. I think so, That's too. what I think. To a degree. Like, uh, a lot of people just like don't want to listen to that shit. Right. I mean, but that, I be thinking of half of the shit be boring and mean shit. But that's I'm why they overly sexualize us. So that's why they're like, oh, well, you know, can you come uh, speak that shit? That's why they want to see that. I mean, that's why you got girls uh, getting ass shots because they want to they want to be more visually yeah, pleasing. Like, and it's true because a little girl, I watch the rap game. And what's a little girl name from the rap game? Uh, mulatto that little girl she was so innocent and now this girl looked like a little hoochie looked like a little sack chaser out here don't have no clothes on but, she got 18 but this is the thing she don't have no fucking clothes oh. I'm like damn you gotta do that just to sell but well, you look, was already on TV but listen all the artists that you listening to right now they doing the same thing from City Girls to Meg the Stallion I ain't seen her in no clothes yet but she got a good body she that's nice no and all but, she blessed. but when we talk about people differentiating themselves and really wanting their talent to shine, why we all look the same? Why we all in dazzling See, Beyonce body Beyonce look the same shit. No, I mean, Beyonce, Beyonce set her tone. See, Beyonce been the queen of leotards, and mm. but Beyonce give you looks on stage. She got money to give you looks. Girl, she be in leotard. That's all she wears. She do, but that's not true. I seen her wear pleather outfits, child. In a leotard. I seen her. I mean, she got she get all no. <laughs> she wear that same it's body not suit, always girl. Leotards. Over again, girl. It's not always. I've seen her performing. She the best child. rapper out here. I don't know why they don't give her rap credits because Beyonce got flow Beyonce. Right, <laughs> shit. That out that rap album with Jay Z. Right, shit, she need to get nominated for a Grammy. They trying her. Right, ass. her bars and her delivery were definitely on point. But shit. but what I'm saying is like if we don't necessarily like if we if we know that this is what they do like they over sexualize us we got to do then why do we all look the same like right now you know um, we got all these emerging women they in trying to stand out. Yeah, it's like, but nobody's standing out. They all look kind of similar, and they all they talk are about standing the, out because people listen to the city girls. They fuck with Meg. They, like, they are, all, but like, even I'm gonna tell you, even with them, I like Meg too, and she's from Texas, so shout out to her. But when we just talk about the content of what 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 you're rapping about too, a lot of them talking about the same thing. I mean, all these bands talking, they talking about, about sex too. They talking <laughs> about getting niggas. Uh, you know, but men are gonna I mean, give you some you metaphors. Can, They're gonna give you some girl, alliteration. Like this, I mean, a female hip hop artist get can get metaphors. I remember Nicki Minaj used to back in the day. She used to give metaphors. She was really dope with it. But you know, she been ghost for a little bit. Well, <laughs> I understand when you like, okay, fuck niggas get money vibe. I mean, I but I, a lot of these male rappers do the same shit. They but do. They I do. do be getting tired of hearing this shit talking about your vagina, your vagina's wet, your vagina's the best bitch. Everybody else's vagina's the best, Let me see your sex best, game. Let me see your sex talk. Sex, I don't even know. Sex overrated shit. Oh, okay. It's overrated. <laughs> I be getting tired of listening to this shit. Well, I, that's all I'm going to say. I will say that I'm loving the the resurgence and the reemergence of it. But at the same time, because I, I was talking to somebody the other day, I saw... um. I went to see uh, Meg Thee Stallion perform at SOB's Who's Next. And I was having a discussion with someone. And I, I didn't, I called them sexist a little bit because it was just like, okay, well, I told him basically, wow, women should be able to have as many trash rappers as males. 
And his thought process to me is like, no, it should remain selective and the women should remain the few because we need to keep some authenticity about it. Like it should still be a certain bar to where all these women that are not talking about nothing, they shouldn't be able to get in. And I'm just like, well, why? What? No, no. I think it should be equal. I think we should have like some clubs. As many trash, trash rappers, trash, trash dude rappers it is. We should be yeah. able to have as many like female ones. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, let them all talk about the same shit. But we right. Listen, you know. I'd and let the fans phase them out, you know. But let give us that opportunity because, like I said, women in music is hard. So when they're not pitting us against one another, what they're doing is they making girls fuck for tracks. I mean, even recently, I'm going to say um, I like Melly out of Harlem. She was fucking for tracks. She wasn't. But what it was is, okay, so she was on uh, Meek's Mill, uh, Meek Mill's most recent album. Uh, and she had a track with him with the shits. Anyway, she went on tour with him for a little bit uh, this year. But what happened was she ended up deciding to sign with uh, Tory Lanez's label mm-hmm. and not Meek Mill. And what she was saying is she felt she was like the chasers or dream chasers didn't feel like a good fit. And what I gather from it is that Meek was kind of pushing up on her mm. and she didn't feel comfortable because he was in a position of power. Yeah. She not even signed. And here it is, this extremely talented woman and some man is like, oh, well, I'll give you this cosign if you sleeping with me or whatever. But that's not the first time we've heard of stuff like that. It's plenty of female uh, female artists where uh, producers are withholding tracks from them unless they get smashed. True. You know? So it's just like all these fucking politics that we have to deal with. And then they get mad at women. And I'm going to say, you know, that's one reason. That's one thing I did like about Nikki. You know, you demand like you you gotta you gotta sun these people. She do her you, worth. You shit. can't take no shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I liked about her because she she bossed up on the dudes and she was like, "Nah, you're not gonna give me this. I'm gonna take what I want, mm-hmm. and that's what it is because I'm a boss and I'm not about to be playing no politics with you." So that's one thing that I really respect and admire about her because. Women, you know, we if, if you're not strong and, and you get taken advantage of, yeah, man, just like in life. So, and I think uh, things changed because of social, social media, media. It ass, did. like social media and reality TV. Like, reality TV changed the game. Like, they had this show called Sisterhood of Hip Hop, and you know, that was at the beginning stages before all these future hip hop women came out like crazy now. And then they had um, the Love and Hip Hop showcase Cardi B and showcase a lot of female rappers. And, you know, they uh, Jermaine Dupri had the rap game. So I feel like uh, reality TV and social media really helped uh, promote artists and new upcoming artists. So now it's just like it's so many fucking rappers online, so many female rappers online that you see on YouTube. It's like crazy. They from every city. Shit. And you know what I will say, too? I I definitely think that social media, like, to your point, it definitely changed the landscape. But you know what? The Internet, period, just changed the landscape of these artists. Because even, like, at the height of Nicki's career, you know, when, you know, people felt like she was the first to do a lot of stuff. That's not true. Like, that's what I'm saying. Going back to when Kim was, like, 
popping, like from endorsement deals to being in movies. I mean, I remember seeing Kim and she's all that. Like Kim has got credits in no no female hip hop. What that had to do with social media girl? I'm I'm gonna <laughs> explain that. I'm saying that she had credits. And so she had credits even when social media wasn't relevant. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is when Nikki came along, social media was. It wasn't that popping when Nikki yes, first came was. out. Not when I. Girl, no, it was It was sweetie, no Instagram. She came you, out when I was in college. Okay. Instagram wasn't even here. Right, in but I remember when I came to New York City and she was popping. So oh, we talking mm-hmm. about like 2000. But she was popping back in the day too. Right, in but but let's not act in like, Atlanta. But she was let's mad not popping. Act like right her mixtapes, but let's not act like the internet and social media didn't give her some some. Something. It wasn't as big as now. Right. And what I'm telling like, you, right, she got 100 million followers. Imagine if back in the, like 10, 20 years ago when Kim was doing it. Imagine but her. But it wasn't like now. Like, I feel like it's still the era was rising, but it wasn't on top like now in Cardi B's but area. It's, but even now. With social media. Now the, it's like on top. The social the media is the shit 10 now. years, uh, social media has been a huge thing. It's been a huge Not thing. Not when Nicki first came out, though. Right. But I'm just simply saying, but like she, I'm she got popular we, because of Little Wayne. It listen, wasn't social media. What I'm simply so much. saying is, but that has catapulted her and get, gave her opportunities that other female artists before her did not have, because the the age of the internet, those streams online, it's a totally different game now. People don't need, um, you know, you don't need a nod from a record label because you could do it yourself, and yeah. From SoundCloud to YouTube, we do see a whole shit. bunch of random rappers that are mm, doing their thing. You make your own fucking money, shit. Right. But I even get signed. Right. Just have a whole bunch of followers and wear fashion over like the rest of these bitches do. Okay, so let's talk about like emerging artists. Like, what does this new landscape look like? We talked a lot about like the old and the the, the past, but what does a lot of this new landscape look like right now? It's they come from like the East Coast. The West Coast, the South, they all over the place. It's tons of their asses. On the East Coast or East Coast and I guess it's Midwest. North, up North. Yeah, up North. Um, Like, it's artists that are dope right now that I, well, I like Malibu Mitch and she's out of New York City. It's a lot of people from a Tierra Wack, uh, Tariko Nasty. Um, I love Dreezy. I don't feel like Dreezy gets enough love, like for whatever reason. Yeah, date that little boy just to get love. Child, That's a damn shame. They the same height. It just I just Lord Jesus. It just bothers There's my somebody spirit. out there for everybody. <laughs> There's somebody out there for everybody. Uh, they they definitely I don't I don't like them together, but that's not my business. Uh but Cash Doll, uh, you got young MA. I mean, I know she don't necessarily identify with us, but uh Yes, she do. She don't identify as a woman. Uh, I've got to research this shit. She calls herself a queen with a K. I be fucking with her. Yeah, I I think that most people be fucking with her. Uh, But Tink, uh, Tink, who's extremely talented, too, kind of reminds me a little bit of Dreezy. Um, You got Dej Lowe. Uh, you know, we ain't heard, you know, as much from her. from her ass, so she ain't even on here. But she, but she is. Um, you got people like Doja Cat. I mean, I thought that was kind of a joke and a prank that she had going on with that song. That's how she got Bitch, publicity. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a That's cow. That's how she got publicity <laughs> and shit. Right. That's smart. Right. You know, and she's attractive. You know, she's not bad to look at. So she, you know, that's what people are doing now. They're going viral. But as far as like West Coast rappers, anybody like I know Kamaya, 
is like a big thing on the West Coast. She's an Oakland rapper. I know Sweetie. She can't rap, so she not on this list. Child, uh, Quavo was trying to put his girl on, honey. I just she saw her rap. He didn't write some of her shit then. You know what I will say about shit her? Shit trash. I'm going to say what I like about Sweetie. Because she, she cute. She, and she's a USC graduate. So mm. she's, you know, she's not just cute. Um, but what I, I liked about her is not some of this newer stuff, but when I did listen to some of her mixtapes, I liked the fact that it was like about like bigging herself up. You didn't hear her talking about a lot of like other women like that. She was talking about her degrees. She was talking about, you know, just mm. being proud of herself. That's a damn shame. She got a degree, came in like form a cynicism rap. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, no damn sense. Did you see that She'll video? She'll have no good rhymes, Lord. You know what? She'll have a th- That's the not source. true. She'll have no damn the source. Well. You're supposed to win the fucking college. Touche. But I will say that her, her, uh, so Icy, I think it's Icy Wifey, uh, her mm. current mixtape. Actually, it, it kind of, it has some knocks on it. Girl, it. She got a song on there called Goodbye. My Type. She performed it on Summer Jam. That's my shit, actually. That's a good workout mm. song. I guess. Okay, so as far as like third coast rappers, that's like those my bitches. The South. The, the uh, shout out to three hundred five and the two, Day County and the two one four and the four hundred four, all of that type of stuff. So with third coast, we got people like City Girls. We got Meg The Stallion. We got a newcomer about a like Meg The Stallion is yours in Houston. I got Asian Doll that comes from Dallas. Uh, you know what? Why I thought she was from Georgia? Cause she signed with Gucci. She signed with Gucci. She can rap though, dead ass. Her shit just be boring. She just, um, but she can rap. She she give you that hood hardcore, it but she gotta so find a balance. I like her hood hardcore. I just wish her shit wasn't boring. Right. But I wish she had like good hooks. She it's cause no she good. talking about trapping and 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 rolling up She's on niggas. She's so cute and letting the chopper sing like on her. them. <laughs> I like her. I she, just thought she, I need a, I need a good. She need to do all this old. I feel like. For these female rappers to be successful, they just have to get an old school song and remix an old school song. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's yeah. what she need to do. Shit. Get an old school song. You know who else? I actually, and I don't know how many people know her yet, but um, Light Skin Keisha. I really like Light Skin Keisha too. Light Skin Keisha is actually. She's a tall glass of water too. And she's actually very talented. Like, from what I've heard of her, I actually like her and I like the way she puts it together. Where's she from? She's from Atlanta. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cute. And her um her man is Coco Vango. I don't know who the and fuck he that has is. uh that song Ice All on Me. I something I, I don't know who the fuck that is. Right. I don't listen to rap music like that. Right. But um so I like her. So uh she got some bangers and she's on a come up. Um, like you said, uh Mulatto, you know, she's out of Atlanta. Is she, is she Atlanta? Mm-hmm. She's from Atlanta. I couldn't tell. I couldn't remember if she was from Atlanta or Florida. But, you know, Lotto, she she got things going on. And you said that she got her start in the... The rap game. She was a child. Now she looked like a damn... Child. She a grown woman. Got ass cheeks out. She just... I just... just, I'm like, damn. I throw this ass back to see if he gonna catch you. I know her daddy like, (laughs) what the fuck? Her daddy was on the show. I know he like, what the fuck? Right, right. Mm -hmm. You got other people like Tokyo Jets... Um, who signed to uh, you know, Ti's label, and she's pregnant right now. Well, ain't but, nobody do good on Ti's label, ain't and it's it's good. crazy because she's one of these rappers that are not just selling you sex, and she mm. got bars. Mm. But guess what? You don't even know her. 
Like, she not making no waves because, unfortunately, that's the shit they want to see from us. Laura Hill was feminine, When you're though. a singer she was and a songwriter, you don't, get, you don't get boxed in like true, that. True, true. That's what it is when you don't get boxed in like that. Um, who else? I It's a new person that I'm kind of listening to. She got some stuff. You know, it may just be some twerk songs or some workout songs. But Rennie Rucci... And she's from the Carolinas, but I think she's based in like Atlanta. But I want to say she's from North Carolina. Oh, shout out to Carolinas. Shout right, out. right. Because we got some, it's some talent coming out of the Carolinas right now. The baby, he's from Carolina, mm. from uh, North Carolina. He's probably my cousin. So, um, and then you got, let's see, lastly, Juicy Fruit. I've heard about this rapper too. Um, she's got a lot of like buzz, like people like her as well. Um, and I want to say she is from Atlanta too. So, you know, you know, with all these rappers, we've been talking about rappers all fucking mm-hmm, day. Girl, what is your favorite bars? My favorite bars? Like, mm. do I, should I spit them? You Oh, go ahead, girl. <laughs> Shit. You know, in my past life, I should have been a rapper. Mm. But my favorite bars is going to come from, of course, the notorious K.I.M., and my song, like, I don't care where I am. If I hear this shit in a club, if I hear it in a car, like, it's slapping still to this day, 20 years later. It's Queen Bitch by Little Kim. If Peter Piper peck him, I bet you Biggie bust him. He probably tried to fuck him. I told him not to dust him. Quickly, I dust him off like pledge. Hit hard like sledgehammer. Bitch with that platinum grammar. I am a diamond cluster hustler. A queen bitch, supreme bitch. Killing nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. Clean, bitch. Disease free, bitch. And this track is highly debated because they're like, oh, Biggie wrote it. But believe me, there were plenty of songs thereafter that he didn't write. He wrote all her shit. No, but, go ahead. but she got La Bella Mafia, too. And that was years after his death. That that album got five mics from the source when it was still mm. popping. Mm. Anyway, that's, you be you be one of those those girls talking bad about Nikki on social media. You be under her comments like "fuck you, bitch." I don't be up under you, her comments. Yes, you, you probably one of those. You probably one of those. You probably one of those. I would never go to somebody's page and talk shit under mm-hmm. their comments. You be in the shade That's room. That's the wackest shit. Well, you be in the shade room talking shit. Well, if it's in the shade room, it's a different form, and I don't talk shit, but I can state my opinion. And be like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm not sold on it. True. Oh, okay. Well, you know, for me, what's your bars, girl? My bars is like right now, like, cause it's summertime. You gotta be motivated. You know, I, I'll hear you, ladies. You gotta get the bag, secure the bag. Where the bag at? Shout out the city girls. They're just so inspirational. You know, you know, you learn so much from these girls. Um, one of these songs, it's that season where niggas cut a check for no reason. Yeah, mm. they, these girls know they mm. fucking worth. They know they fucking worth. Is that That's a why. word? And then they said. If you fucking for a stack, that ain't much. Dead ass. These women out here fucking for free. You can't be fucking for free. City girls is their very, they're my summer motivation. Mm. Out here, I'm about to secure the bag. Fuck all of this shit. They, they, they said fuck a ring. They want to get money. I, you know what? <laughs> Amen to city girls. You fuck with city girls? I like city girls. They motivated you this summer? You know what? Um, yeah, to to need a nigga that's gonna swipe them visas. Yeah, <laughs> I know swipe the visas. I need a nigga that's gonna swipe them visas. So yeah, I, I fuck with city girls. I fuck with them, even though that one, the one little city girl, she can't rap. Young Miami, free JT though. You know, JT is free the star. JT, she the star. Shit, too bad she locked up. 
I don't know mm. if it was fraud, but you know, it's plenty of people locked up here in New York City for fraud and scamming. Shit, at least shit they rap rap real about what they fucking <laughs> live. Shit, oh, right. These rappers scamming. fake lying like Rick Ross and shit, fake lying and shit about shit. Mm. At least she telling the truth. I'm I'm a scammer. I'm mm. scamming niggas. And she in jail for right. it. At least she honest shit. All right, so that's gonna take us to our grits of the week. And so you know, our girl raising the South, shout out, or our guy raising the South, shout out. And so this week, I'm actually shouting out a guy raising the South. And who I'm shouting out is Lucky Day. So he is an artist and he's uh, a New Orleans native. And this guy, he just dropped um, his debut album, is Painted. I want you guys to check him out. He's getting some really like great feedback from it, from the project dope he kind of reminds me a little bit of frank ocean i don't know if it's because they mm. both from new orleans but painted i mean so many notable tracks i listen to the project and it's just soulful um he infuses kind of like where he comes from as well um and just for it to be his first project and just to get a lot of feedback a lot of praise for it and it's r&b so, I'm yeah. like, listen to that. Yeah. That's the only thing I fuck with, really. Painted. He's got tracks on Painted, like, um, that have been getting some play already, like, on uh, iTunes. But he had uh, Roll Samo. He has, like, Ready to Love, uh, Love You Too Much. So, a couple of those tracks. So, really dope projects. So, so hopefully take, it's some love music, because I'm getting tired of these singers is. trying to be rappers. It's some it's some love music and he's you could tell like he's a really talented songwriter mm-hmm. and like I like I said I love that he infuses where he's he comes from he gives me a little bit of I, I, a little Frank Ocean maybe a little Bryson Tiller but just dope so check out Lucky Day stream his new project Painted so take us to bless your heart and I, we already talked about this earlier but uh, I'm going back to talk about is this documentary by Ava DuVernay. Mm. Um, I just want to, I don't even know if I want to bless these people, Lord Jesus, these people that put these, put these men in jail. I don't even know if I want to bless them, but I just feel like, you know, I'm after watching this, I only watched the first part. Have you watched it yet? The first part is just really depressing, like how they stage everything. So I just want to like all those people, like the prosecutor, her ass need to go to jail. Everybody, the police, the police need to go to jail. For intimidating these young boys, making up a lie because they basically wrote them the fucking story. So I just want all these people. I just feel like all these people now they still need to go to fucking jail. So I was gonna bless my heart to all the whole situation. Mm. It's, it's sad. Yeah, very sad. You blessing your heart to anybody this week? Uh, I'm just, if anything, uh, to piggyback off of that. I'm a bless uh, Trump's heart because they dug up some old tweets. In 2013, you know, Mm. just him talking like disparaging about the case, like, Mm. oh, you know, they were criminals. Like, what is, you know, these colonizers? I was, I was watching it. I went back to work. Lord Jesus, well, I started having flashbacks. And you know what? (laughs) It just reiterated to me. You know, like I said, I mean, look at Trump. This man is a born and raised New Yorker. Mm, and these are racist as fuck. Exactly. And that's my whole point. So a lot of times, and we've talked about this in other episodes, we be thinking that all the racism and all like the the prejudice uh 
prejudices come from the South, and that is not true. You got people in liberal ass New York, right? And he's talking out the side of his face. So they had no black friends ever in their lives. Mm-hmm. They got privilege. People said it's classism. No, they got that's a not bit true. Of, it's racism. Right. Shit. Right. It's racism. It's racism. Give it a different fuck with us. Give it a different title, paint it whatever picture you want. It's still racism. Everybody's so, fucking hey. racist in New York. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. So, you know, to bring us out on a positive note, uh, I'm gonna give the thought of the day. And so my thought for the day is it doesn't matter where you start or where you come from. We all have the capacity for greatness. And to piggyback on that, I'm going to, you know, we had the the Forbes. It, it gave us the list this week. So mm-hmm. richest men and women and entertainment and sports and things like that. You got Bed-Stuy's own Jay-Z as the first hip-hop artist to become a billionaire. Shout out to Marcy. Right. This man came from Marcy Projects. He came from the heart of Bed-Stuy when it was before it was gentrified. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The hood of the hoods. And this man is a billionaire today. And did he have some different opportunities that us other people of color, you know, weren't afforded with or were afforded with no he started out from the mud just like you know most poor black right. people and so for him to ha- have amassed that and to have that's amazing so many accolades and even to serena williams mm. she um she was named the first athlete to make the richest uh self-made women earning 225 million dollars Serena and her sister come from Compton. Mm. Compton. Shout out to Compton. You know what I'm saying? They came from nothing. You know, her father, I was looking at a video online. He had to go around to all these country clubs and go find these used tennis balls so that he could have balls for his girls to practice with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just can we like think about the determination of that when you come from nothing, nobody in your environment is doing these things, Mm -hmm. you know, but her father had enough foresight and enough, you know, ingenuity to be like, you know what? I I, I'm going to make my daughters the first, you know, little black girls in the hood that can play tennis. So it doesn't matter where you come from, yeah. where you start from. You know, we all have the capacity. So right. just remember that. Yeah, and they both inspire me. You know, whenever I had kids, I'm going to put them in a sport where barely any black people was in. And then or that, put them in music or put them in ballet. I like, ain't put them in no fucking music. Everybody <laughs> want to be a musician and shit these days. Ooh, why, why he can't be a saxophonist? or uh, that, that don't pay, girl. That don't pay. He no? ain't going to do that shit. No, that ain't going to pay. I'm going to put myself at this point jay-z inspired me i may start selling drugs tomorrow make it this money girl (laughs) selling drugs next thing you know i'm gonna be flipping in packs i may have to start off small you know what's the rate on a key right now i don't know know? shit (laughs) i don't i'll learn girl I'm going to listen to some rap music. I'm going to listen to Jeezy. He it's teaches everything about... Jeezy be teaching everything. 27.5 is what Jeezy said. Jeezy like to mix his arm hammer with, with coke. The- <laughs> That's all I need. Listen to Jeezy. I know Jeezy how to mix. like to drink. <laughs> Jeezy like to smoke. Jeezy like to mix arm and hammer with his coke. He did say that. God damn it. I love Is that better? For, is that how you mix coke with, that, with That's arm how and you hammer? make crack, I think. That's how you make crack? And watch Menace to Society because okay, watch all they pull out mustard. They pull out baked and soda. I, I don't know what all they, goes into okay. it. 
I don't know, but I figure you could watch the movie and then you could listen to what Jeezy said and you could just and take I'm, your I'm street learning this money. and you I'm can make this money. Hit a lick. Wow. And on that note, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Grits in the City podcast. Check us out next week for all brand new episode as we'll definitely be keeping this spicy. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can even check us out on YouTube and other streaming platforms. And be sure to visit us at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com. Join our mailing list on Facebook.com. And hey, don't forget to tell your friends and family. All right, All right peace, peace y'all.